Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Kid Icarus, and this is my podcast. My guest today is a rapper signed to Batch Records. You can find his most recent EP over on Spotify. It's called For the Moment, and you can find his uh, most recent video, Morning Paper, over on YouTube. Please welcome Danny Boy. All right, got the bag out of the way, got the mic set back up, old school mic, there don't got go. the lapel mics anymore, but it's, um, it's what do you call it, uh, faithful, reliable, that's, Reli- that's the word. Overliable. Overliable, right that's right. <laughs> All right, but we're back on, so let's just start from the beginning. Batch Records, <laughs> yes. take three, let's talk about this. So it's a record label you started. Yes, sir. How, how did it get its start? Okay, so the Batch Records started off as a hip-hop rap group back in, when I was in high school. Uh, it was a group of six MCs, and just to pay homage to everybody in that group, I kept the name and p- turned it into Batch Records. And I have two people from the original group who are still under the label. They go by Average Joe and Prophecy. And since then, we also added uh, a couple more MCs that I'm proud to say. We got uh, Jesus, the three before the E, and then we also got Bravo 562, Ray Guns, and uh, yeah, we're all from La Habra, just out here, just trying to make it, you know? Okay, right on. Yes, sir. Um, so you you were a rap group back in high school, um, so you've been making music for a long time. Then, oh, huh? yeah, most definitely, bro. Uh, I, we go way back from uh, recording on like a phone and just okay, put, yeah. putting on a beat on the speaker, and we'll just record it, mm-hmm. get like a bunch of tracks, post them on SoundCloud. And then what I would used to do is I used to have like a, a computer with the with the CD ROM so you could like yeah. burn CDs on it mm-hmm. and I used to make a bunch of copies of just mixtapes and go to yeah. high school and just hand them out all the time. Oh yeah, I did yeah. I did the same thing in high school. Yeah, yeah it's I, the grind, bro. They <laughs> were mine were terrible. Yeah. Um, I because I was making my own beats back then, um, but like I didn't have any actual beat making software. I was oh. using like a Casio piano oh, and shit. like. Playing the drums themselves, so nothing was quantized, so it was all <laughs> offbeat. And like, I had no idea how to play piano, so it's like one note at a time yeah. and weird, weird layers and stuff. And I mean, besides that, I wasn't too great of a rapper at the time, anyway. Okay. So like, um, yeah, they were they probably did much more harm to me than good handing all those out, <laughs> like people hearing it and being like, oh, this is terrible. Oh um, man, but. Yeah, the same thing. Like, I, yeah, I felt that, bro, because the same thing. Like, our music wasn't at the top quality, but it shows ambition and like, that's we're right. willing to just go out there. You know, yeah, I remember um, somebody who I'd given a CD to um, had, like, a couple of guys had made a joke about one of my songs, like, referencing it, like, hey, that guy. Um, and it was like, ha, yeah, that's cool. And one of them, like, got real serious for a moment and was yeah. like, Hey, but I just want you to know, man, you're doing something. Not a lot of people do things. And That's I was like, right. all right. I kind of took it as like a little little bit of a, hey, all right, sure, you're just doing it. <laughs> but like looking back on it, I'm like, oh, no, that's, that's a legitimate compliment. Like not yeah. a lot of people do stuff. That's so true, dude. Like people are scared to go out there and face or chase their dreams, dude. And it's, yeah. you know, sometimes we just got to get out of that comfort zone and just go for it, bro. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, getting out of the comfort zone, that's the key, right? Yeah, most uh, definitely. Consistency, getting out of the comfort zone, and just, you know, really believing in yourself, dude. Yeah. Those are, like, the top qualities right there. Yeah, right on. <laughs> I, I I agree. The um, the getting out of the comfort zone regularly seems to be something, because that's the only way to learn. Yeah, most um, definitely. 
I don't know if you've ever heard the like Carl Jung thing about um, like Carl Jung talks about archetypes in ancient stories and stuff, and oh, okay. he talks about how like uh, the fool often ends up being the savior or like a god in disguise, and he's like the psychological reason that he thinks that that's the case is because to become anything great, you have to be willing to be a fool first. That's so true. Because you, you gotta. Or in the words of Jake from Adventure Time, you gotta suck at something. That's the first step to being sort of good at something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's real talk right there. Um, so when you were uh, making music in high school and stuff, um, were you mainly doing recordings and handing them out, or were you uh, performing at the time as well? Uh, at the time, we weren't performing. I didn't start performing until I got out of high school, actually. Okay. Yeah, like right when I graduated, we dropped this... Um, mixtape called volume five we called it volume five because all our batch re- or all our batch uh mixtapes were like volume one then we randomly went to like volume 37 just oh, like yeah yeah it was weird we were like fuck it we're like why yeah. not you know it's like just now like, what you call music or uh, the, everyone's gonna be like damn they're on volume 37 yeah what's right? going on here <laughs> these guys have been around forever comes out <laughs> once a year and they're only 16 i don't know how it works uh, right yeah yeah um, Oh man, but yeah, it was it was a it was a funny time, and we just you know we made do with what we had, and we just kept pushing, dude. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, Hip hop, there doesn't seem to be a um, scene for younger people to perform at. Like mm-hmm. hip hop shows are exclusively at bars Bar. or clubs. Yeah, like they're up. at least yeah twenty one or up. Sometimes I think some clubs are eighteen and up, but like I haven't seen any of them. Um, but, like, I, I used to go to a bunch of uh, punk shows when I was in high school, and, like, okay. that scene is almost always, the like, all-age oh, okay. clubs. Like, they're, like, Chain Reaction's a big one, um, The Glass House, like, you could, uh, they're all places you can get in as, mm-hmm. like, a high schooler. And it's kind of um, disappointing to me that there aren't more all-age hip-hop shows. That's true. Um, I mean, like, kids kind of control the music scene. Yeah, um, they do. Like once, once like sixteen year olds know about an artist, that artist blows up the next year or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, so true. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a missed opportunity that hip hop doesn't have that um, that type of scene. Though I guess like I understand it because hip hop people tend to be um, kind of scuzzy. Oh yeah, know? it could be. Yeah, depending on the crowd, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess. That's that's not too. Um, at least they're openly scuzzy, as opposed to some of them pop punk bands that are uh, secretly scuzzy. Scuzzy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. feel that. So what is um, what is your main goal right now for these next couple months? Are you um, working on a new project? Are you uh, pushing some of the batch artists? Um, uh, yeah, we all push each other. I try to like always do posters for every artist or whatever mm-hmm. they do. Either they're dropping new music, doing a show, or even uh, doing a music video. You know, I always try to push as much as I could. But for me right now, what I have is uh, I got I'm working on my next album. I'm going to call it Back in the Days, D-A-Y-Z-E. Okay. Yeah, and I'm working on that one right now. Uh, I'm thinking about having the release date maybe May, June. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So not, not too far away at all. Yeah, yeah. not too far away. I'm, I'm getting there. I just need to record maybe like two, three more tracks, and then we're good to go. Right on. <laughs> what's, the, um, what's the production like on it? Is oh. it something that you 
handle in-house uh, with either you or one of the other artists, or is it something that you're um, buying beats from a third well, party? I have uh, some producers that I work with, and uh, they usually hand me the beats. Uh, one of them is named Chris. And then the other one is a homie that I had from uh, high school. He goes by Armando, yeah. and uh, he really does really good with these beats. And I'm like really looking forward to hearing this because like when he he knows how to sample, bro. And like when okay. he does the samples, he did Morning Paper. Oh yeah, yeah, he did Morning Paper. And yeah, I was that's like, a good one. Damn, that's bro, a, that's a pretty dang good beat. Yeah. yeah, dude. When I heard it, I was like, who? What sample is this? I searched it up. That's the Anna Ross. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. Like, the sample damn, so sample based producers uh, blow me away. Like I, because like I said, I w was around a lot of punk. Um, so like anytime I make music is very, um, it ends up being rockish, even if it's completely me trying to make hip hop. Hip -hop. It's got, it's got <laughs> these rock elements that I can't get away from. Um, but like sample based music is the type of hip hop I like that, yeah. that smooth, relaxed, jazzy soulful kind of stuff um so for. yeah finding finding a producer like that that's that's a catch right there yeah bro when i found him i was like bro you just keep making those beats and i'll keep making songs like yeah. uh, i gave one of the beats that uh he made me i gave it to uh ray guns and bravo 562 mm -hmm. and they came out with a song called where's the hot rat that shit's a banger dude yeah yeah i was like wow because like when i got the beat i didn't know really how to flow with it like, i don't know if you ever get a beat and mm -hmm. you're just like I don't know how to come on this one, you know, yeah. like, you know, and then you give it to someone else and they fucking kill that shit. And you're like, that's the way you do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you know? I get you. That, that's cool. Because that, that, um, that shows that you're selective enough to find the right, the right sound for the right artist. Yeah, yes, um, sir. I, I think that that's a, a good thing to develop because, like, sometimes artists try to be everything mm -hmm. um, and it ends up, they end up not being great at anything you yeah, know I feel like, yeah. um or or they also i have you noticed that like there's a there's a problem with um like underground rappers that are either like they're they're stuck in the 90s oh stuck in the 90s yeah, yeah like okay, that's that like. that's the two type you see the person who switches styles on every song and uh -huh. it's like how am i supposed to be a fan of you because like i have one song that you made that I love and then the next song's completely different and it's not it's not my style it's like I style. can't trust you enough to follow you hey, um, but then some other artists are like alright cool you you made one song and it's dope and then you made that same song like 10 other times <laughs> so I can't I have no interest in following well, you now. I feel you know? that you can't please people these days. You yeah, know? Right. No one's never satisfied. It's funny, bro. But when it comes to me and making music, I try to make a variety of different stuff because yeah. I, I always think in my head, hey, someone's going to like it. You know, yeah. Someone's out there feeling that type of way. Someone's out there going through what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. So I just make whatever my heart and my soul feels. You know. Do you have a um, favorite album? Oh, yes, I do. Or let's, let's spread <laughs> it out. Let's say three. Three favorite albums. Three favorite albums. Okay, first one for sure, The Chronic, Dr. Okay. Dre. Yeah, I love the West Coast. That is, I think, um, an underrated album. I don't think people respect Dre as much as Honestly. they do some of the other NWA guys. Yeah. Like, Easy gets tons of love, um, but, like, The Chronic and 2001, I think, are... Oh. Two of the best right, albums. Like every single track is a classic that you still hear on the radio today. Yeah. And like, I think that like radio appeal kind of gets like a 
a nose turned up by a lot of hip hop guys. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that's a radio song. Yeah, isn't that the goal? Isn't the get it? Isn't the goal for everyone to like this song? And like, Dr. Dre puts out songs that like everybody loves. Them. Everyone loves it. Yeah, he just has that dude. And yeah, well, that's what I always respect about Dre because like he went through a lot his damn self with N.W.A. and then. Mm-hmm. Death Row Records, and then he was yeah. saying, fuck everybody, I'm gonna do my own label, and, yeah. you know, just going for it. With that, I thought it was very inspiring, dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. If Drake could do it, you know, anybody could do it, you know? Like, we out here. I trip out on all these artists, these upcoming artists, because I was like, damn, look at them building that buzz. If they could do it, I, I could do it too, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'd say my second favorite album would be the Marshall Matters LP. Okay. Right after, and then my third one would be uh, Man on the Moon 2. Okay. Cuddy. <laughs> man on the Moon 2, though. You're yeah. not going with the original. First, man. Oh, no. Man on the Moon 2 was always my favorite, bro. Oh, I really? felt like that album really like spoke to me. Like When I was listening to the album, I was probably like in high school. I was like maybe like a freshman. Yeah. And every every song on that just like really like touched me dude it like really like speak to my soul bro that's that's interesting because yeah. i have um i've listened to the original man on moon all the way through, all the way through. tons of times um i have not uh i've not done like a deep dive on man on the moon too oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say recommended bro yeah. just press play and if you smoke weed smoke a little weed and just listen to it all the way through yeah <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to give it a listen um because i'm a i'm a fan of Cuddy's style generally mm-hmm. like the um the half rap half singing stuff i yeah. tend to like a lot with various different artists um but yeah he's kind of the the epitome of that i feel like. yeah bro like uh cuddy is a big inspiration to me like you know yeah. i love the hums the the way he sings and just the way he can like spit a hard verse too yeah like he made a song with eminem and i was like damn i didn't expect that because those was like my two favorite artists yeah and i was like damn they finally made a song together i was like i was tripping <laughs> yeah um i it's it's very um his music is very psychedelic in a way that like doesn't sound psychedelic like he doesn't sound like Jimi hendrix which is what you think of as like psychedelic music but like it's still got that kind of waviness to it where you can kind of melt into the music that's a beautiful way to say it yeah it's so true it Um, does i'll I'll tell you what on the topic of uh dre though um the what i think may be his best album that he's made um is not even his but uh the first snoop dogg album oh doggy style those those (laughs) beats on that are so like the the fact that they're they still have that like laid back dre like piano riffs yeah but also like real upbeat rhythm right like murder is the case that they gave me like that that drum beat in that like (laughs) it's up and like energetic and ferocious um right he's talking about murder yeah right (laughs) it it goes with it so well but it also has those like funky keys to it where it's like okay this is still uh laid back west coast music yeah pretty Um, much just cruise to it yeah (laughs) it's do you think that there is any um like there's a lot of modern artists that have reinvented the uh like 90s new york sound like like j cole kind of reinvented the 90s new york sound i think like very sample heavy very um smooth jazzy um the like the funk kind of stuff that dre did i don't know if there's as many artists that have reinvented that reinvented that uh i want to say i've heard a couple artists like you got like yg 
like YG tries to like keep that G funk in there. Yeah. I hear a couple songs he done and I'm like, okay, okay, like I can see yeah. it, you know. And then there's also another artist I've been messing with a lot. His name is G Perico. Okay. I don't know if you heard of him. I've not heard of him. Yeah, he's a freaking dope ass fool. He made the song with uh, uh, Wiz Khalifa. It's called a Billie Jean remix. Mm -hmm. It's they're rapping over Billie Jean beat, and yeah. that song is goes like it's hard. Bro. That's dope. It's like a West Coast type song. It's it's interesting how like people like Wiz Khalifa um, blow up yeah. and then disappear. And then they're uh, gone, but they're there, bro. Yeah, yeah he's still there. putting out music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's on the uh, the UFC Four soundtrack, and yeah. I think it's a more recent song of his. And it's like, oh yeah, he's still yeah, he's, still, he's still making music. He's still around. Yeah, um, he's still living off it. Yeah, uh, I I heard something. I was watching some video about some oh about the dumbest beefs in uh, in rap. Oh, in um, rap. And uh, one of them was Tyler, the creator, and B.O.B. beefing oh, over some dumb stuff I back heard when about Tyler that. first started. <laughs> but it it, it was, B.O.B. was brought up, and it just made me think about, like, oh, yeah, B.O.B. used to be the more famous one out yeah, of those two. Yeah, big, dude. Um, and now, like... Tyler the Creator is the way bigger name out of those two. Out like it's not it's crazy. not close at all. Um, and yeah, it's it's wild how uh, like people blow up off of those one or two songs and then don't have um, whatever it is that takes somebody to that level where they're consistently putting out albums that make it to the right. charts. Yeah, that's true. Um, what do you think of that is? What do you think is the difference that keeps people going once they? Huh. Uh, make it I want to say possibly what it is I want to say is um, their their consistency well I know I want to take that back because B.O.B. is very consistent that yeah. guy drops albums like crazy I don't know if it's him not taking his time with it because mm -hmm. like compared to Tyler the Creator Tyler the Creator would drop an album like every like what like two years three years yeah like he'll take his time with it because he makes his own beats he does everything his way you know yeah. and it's unique too I think it's also a unique sound you gotta keep on going with a unique sound because Tyler the Creator yeah. when he first came up he was rapping about like all oh, like the devil and like, you yeah. know some 666 that, like some crazy that, shit like, yeah. uh, edgelord kind of music <laughs> yeah and then yeah. he like totally switched up after Wolf Mm -hmm. He went like, you know, he did Cherry Bomb and like the beats on there was just crazy. Yeah. It's like something way different. And then he did a Flower Boy. Yeah. And that one was like, once himself, again, all, yeah. All softer. Just, it was insane. I, yeah. Just to see Tyler the Creator do that, you know? Yeah. I'll, it's inspiring. I'll tell you, uh, one of the reasons why I love albums um, is because like the artists like that who do switch up their style mm -hmm. on each album, I love albums that are... Uh, a different sound than the last one, yeah. but all the all the tracks sound like they belong together. Um, That's a masterpiece. I, right I, there. I think the best <laughs> example is um, Kanye because like you can't take any song off of Graduation and put it on College Dropout. Like it wouldn't blend wouldn't, together wouldn't, yeah, at all. That's so true. Um, but like every song on Graduation feels like it fits on Graduation, and mm -hmm. like his whole. His whole discography, like every every single album's like that. Like you go through the whole the whole album, and it's like these could only be on this oh, album. album. You put them on yes. any other album, and it's like, oh, that black skinhead on graduation. Oh, That's strange. <laughs> that is a strange mix up, right? Like eight oh eight heartbreaks with yeah. like college dropout. Like, yeah, it's so you put, different. You put that electronic <laughs> next to the chipmunk soul stuff, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. That's... Uh, 
and that's also about getting out of your comfort zone and not yeah. being afraid to try new things, new mm-hmm. sounds, bro. And that that's yeah. kind of where I'm going with this next album. I'm just trying to switch it up, okay. do something different, new sounds, new introducing new like vocals. Like I'm gonna have like there's some parts that I'm actually singing in. So oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't really sing, so we're gonna you know. And it came out pretty good. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. That um the the track that you have with um. Sabrina De La, Re- La, oh, De La Cruz. De La Cruz. Yeah, uh, yeah. Her, the song that you have with her that's like, like a funky upbeat song. Yeah, um, I, I love that song. Like that, that was really good. Her yeah, voice is spectacular. It. Yeah, bro. She 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 has a great voice. And when I found her, because I met her through a friend, through a mutual friend. And I was like, oh, you sing. And I was like, oh, you sing, sing. Yeah, <laughs> I was right? like, oh, I was like, you sing, sing. Yeah, you meet people who say that they sing, and it's like, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But that, yeah. E- even when, like, there's a lot of artists who I listen to who I, like, I'll, I'll see a feature and, like, recognize it as a woman's name, and it's not a hip-hop sounding name, and I go, like, all right, how's this going to go? Because most go of the time, <laughs> it's not great. And, yeah, yeah she she kills it. She on, it. She, she's on a couple of your tracks, yeah? Yeah, she's on another one called Times Are Changing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That one's really good, too. Yeah, bro, she just brings that soulful singing, bro. I always wanted, like, a girl that can sing, dude, because I've been looking for girl artists all the time, and I just mm-hmm. like to collaborate with different people. I like to see what we can come up with. Because yeah. I have worked with other uh, female singers in the past. I have this song called uh, Things Change, mm-hmm. and it features Karina Soul. And at the time, it was our producer's uh, wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we got her on. That was the first time ever collaborating with a female artist. And it came out re- really good. I was like, I was no. surprised my dang self, dude. Because yeah. like, yeah. And I wrote the hook for her, so I was I was pretty proud about that. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to you as uh, Danny Boy away from Batch as a group, uh, what was your first solo project that you worked on? My first solo project, uh, to be honest, it would be what What does it cost? That would be my okay. first really solo project that's the that's the most recent one yeah the most recent album okay. that so i dropped in what you looking is that not what you looking for is that not like oh, a solo one what you're looking for okay so i dropped uh, two songs it's like a double single okay i did i saw j cole do it one time he dropped yeah. a double single and i was like hey that's pretty smart like i'm gonna do that so i had two tracks and i just put them on uh it's okay. uh, w- what you're looking for and uh, who would have known okay so you yeah. got a series of singles mm-hmm. and then uh the new ep yeah the new okay EP. yeah so like it's the album a bunch of singles and then uh the ep okay and now i'm working on the next album so what um what was the um so the what was the first track you released as Danny well, Boy? First track, oh man, uh, these long nights. These long nights, bro. Okay. We recorded that on a sound on an iPhone. We put the speaker on and we okay. just pressed SoundCloud and we recorded it like that. Okay, if straight you go, on yeah, the SoundCloud, bro. Huh? If you if you go back, they're still up there on SoundCloud. If you go back and listen to those, you'll be like, damn, this fool came a long way. Yeah, <laughs> right on. What's the what's the earliest one that ended up on Spotify? On Spotify, mm, I want to say f- Fly On. Okay. Fly on, uh, fly on. We we weren't uh, recording in the garage where we were with the iPhone and everything. Mm-hmm. We were actually recording in my room, and we recorded that track, and that was the f- one of the first tracks to be on like Spotify. Okay. And once music. once you had uh, music out, what what was your way of uh, promoting? You started doing shows. Um, started. Uh, um, Handing out mixtapes. Yeah, still. that was the mixtape. Yeah, because when we started doing the mixtapes, we weren't doing shows at the time because we were mm. still in high school. Yeah. So we didn't get time to do shows because we had like school and like other stuff we were doing because people had like sports and activities yeah. like that. 
So basically what we did, we just uh, handed out mixtapes as much as we can, get mm -hmm. our name out, follow us on Instagram. Bro, we used to, on the album covers, we used to write it out ourselves. Oh, yeah. And, like, some of us had some bad handwriting. Yeah. Bad handwriting. And, I get that. Yeah, dude. And whoever still has those mixtapes, hey, I appreciate you. Because <laughs> I had two people send me that. And they're like, yo, we still got your mixtapes. Yeah. And it just has my bad handwriting right there. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. I, I have, um, when I did stuff like that, like, I would, the first couple ones I would write myself. Um, and then, like, I started like making art that i would print out um yeah. and it's terrible oh. like <laughs> I, terrible. I do the same thing now and it's decent uh like i put all my own art on my album art um and it's decent now it's yeah. it's very cartoony it looks like scott pilgrim art okay um, that's pretty tight but uh like back then i was nowhere near as good of an artist so it was still trying to be cartoony but it was just miserable um and i think that uh i gave uh, kayflay a copy you know kayflay kayflay no i'm not familiar no, no. Oh, she kind of blew up um like 2015 um for like electronic music not oh, electro pop kind of stuff like she was on k-rock oh, nice. um, but like at the time i listened to her like she was um a like mixtape hip-hop artist okay um, and I saw her at Chain Reaction with literally, like, four other people. Like, no it was just completely empty. Um, and now she's on the uh, BoJack Horseman soundtrack. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. It came um, from the bottom. But <laughs> I also gave her one of these terrible, like, demo tapes being like, hey, y'all can listen to this. Yeah, check uh, this out. <laughs> and so, like, I'm hoping it, at some point she sees uh, something I make and... And is like, oh, that's that weirdo kid that handed me that demo. I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, that's uh, me. Yeah, <laughs> we out here. <laughs> yeah, there's a few artists who I have given like real bad demos to. Oh where yeah. I'm like, probably not the best move. This probably <laughs> this person probably thinks I'm a loser now. Uh, um, but it's the hustle, it's the ambition, right? You know? Exactly. Like, that's that's what out. I was gonna say right there. That's <laughs> that's the grind. You gotta you gotta take the risk. Yeah, um, you gotta get told no's and have a couple doors shut in your face before that one door opens, and you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was there's this band, uh, Real Friends, who are a fantastic pop punk band. Mm -hmm. um, that I I went to Warp Tour in 2013, um, and on my way in, they were selling CDs. Okay, and I because. Because they were just at the front selling CDs, I assumed they were a local band, yeah. and uh, I was in a pop punk band at the time, and they were like, hey, you want to buy a CD? I was like, ah, oh, what kind of music? And they were like, oh, it's pop punk. And I was like, hey, I'm in a pop punk band, too. Like, and then, like, a couple hours later, I realized that their name is on the schedule on the for Warp Tour, oh. and so I go see them, and, like... They've got a big crowd, and they do a killer show, um, and then, like, leaving Warp Tour, I put their CD on and read the back, and they're from Chicago and oh, stuff, and I was shit. like, oh, this is a legit band, and I'm sitting here talking to them, like, oh, yeah, me too. We're the same, me and you. I had I had played <laughs> one show with, like, five people there, but we're the same. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. <laughs> I had the same experience with uh, Dizzy Wright. I gave him a... Uh, oh, I saw that he was on one of your projects. Yeah, yeah, he was on a single with me and Jesus right there. Um, yeah, I, I went to see him at a clinic. He was doing, like, meet and greets. And I had my Volume 5, the batch CD I was telling you about. It had, like, Smokey on the Buddha on there. Uh, things change. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to give it to Dizzy. And I gave it to Dizzy. And 
he we took a picture with it. I don't know if he ever listened to it. Yeah. But like a couple years later, boom, we're on a song together. So yeah. I was like, hey, you know, manifesting. That's that's <laughs> awesome. How'd you end up uh, getting him on a song? Um, what was that like? Well, basically, uh, me and Jesus, uh, we had this beat, and uh, I made the hook for it, and then I got him on it, and then I told him like, yo, bro. Uh, we should probably leave an open verse because we had an open verse like mm-hmm. nobody wrote to it and I was like let's see if we can get someone on it Yeah. and he was like alright so we left it open and I asked around and I hit up a Dizzy Wright I hit up his uh, management and I was like yo bro like how much is it to like get Dizzy on like and he, they were like uh, send the track if he fucks with it we'll give you a price and uh, he listened to it he, he liked it came back to me with the price and I said say less that's, and boom got that's done. awesome yeah yeah how you just went to his Instagram page and found his management yeah he has his management right there in the bio it'll be like for uh, bookings features that's that's awesome I, I should I should try that for my next project like that's that's a cool way to do yeah, it yeah bro uh, Dizzy got back at us in maybe like a week he yeah. was like boom there it is and I was like oh I got Dizzy right first I was like unheard I've got um, I've got a buddy who's in a, uh, a hardcore punk band or it was i don't think they haven't technically broken up but i don't think they've done anything in oh, years okay. you know yeah. um but their their last album they had uh inspected deck on it what uh, and Wu-Tang? Sa- similar <laughs> kind of like, thing what? they were like they were like we knew we wanted a hip-hop artist on because it's a punk album they were like we just thought it would be fun to have a hip-hop, hip-hop artist because <laughs> we're all fans of that style and stuff and so we were like well, who could we get? And yeah. Inspected Deck was one of the names that somebody said, and they were like, we can get a Wu-Tang member on yeah, here? That's yeah, that's mind-blowing right there. And, and yeah, <laughs> you, but you got you got one of them funk volume guys, yeah, right? So yeah, funk volume. That's, that's <laughs> so, remarkable. Um, that's... Oh, some of some of my buddies who make music like that's their favorite group like they grew up looking up to Bro, funk volume me being too. like Hopson, Dizzy Wright, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they were killing it back in like 2020 or 2012 to like what 2014? Yeah, before something they, like that. before they went under, dude, and you know how their little problems that they had. Yeah, but, it's it's cool to catch those um like groups and like self-made groups, yeah. especially when they're from the area, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for real. Um, when when I first heard Hobson, he was just uh, doing Ilmai Hobson, I think like yeah. two, and he was like in his bedroom, mm-hmm. and he was just rapping, dude. And I was like, damn, I was like, who's this guy? And one of I had like this uh, this student or not student, but like a classmate. There you go. Yeah. And he basically was he liked all the underground hip hop. You know, there's always that one classmate that listens to nothing but underground. Yeah. He's like he put me on game with the Hobson, and I was like, damn! And I just saw Hobson blow up after that. Yeah, and I was like, wow, it's pretty inspiring to see that. It's it's interesting the um, the like he did the no pupils contacts, right? Oh yeah, um, it's and <laughs> it, it was around the same time that. Odd Future and Tyler were doing like the eating the centipede in the video. Oh, yeah, the stuff. cockroach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> funny to watch the way that style kind of started to blend with um, the heavy alternative music, mm-hmm. like um, XXX and Juice World would eventually do. You know, like oh, that's so true. it's. Yeah. I I think that they were forerunners in that trend of like mixing the alternative music together. Like yeah. they were alternative hip hop mixing with these like 
imagery of more like alternative rock style stuff. Oh, you most know? definitely, bro. They made they made the way for what Juice World was doing and XX was doing. Yeah, all of them like Lil Peep, like yeah, yeah. it's crazy, bro, to uh, see it grow. Outside of hip hop, what do you think um, influences your hip hop? Oh, outside of hip hop, bro, yeah. I listen to. All- Mostly anything. I love the Beatles, the Doors. Outside of music. <laughs> oh, outside of music. Yeah, I was like, like oh. kind of? You got any hobbies that are like, this uh, is part of my music? I love this... I love to play basketball. I, yeah. I go out for, I, I like to ride my skateboard sometimes. I go out, yeah. like, skate in the beach. I love going to the beach. I love getting away, going to nature. Like, it helps me write better. Okay. Like, when I'm, when let's say when I got, like, a writer's block and I, like, can't come up with anything, I'll just get out of, like, my house, mm-hmm. my city, yeah. and just go somewhere new, fresh air, like, you know, just really, like, get the juices flowing mm-hmm. where I can write. And usually my spot to go is usually, like, the beach. Yeah. I love listening to the waves and just having a beat play and just, like, writing my heart out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of miss, like, when I was when I was younger, I used to be able to go on walks a lot because I had uh, more time, you know? Yeah. So I would get home from school. I didn't have friends or nothing, so I would just, um, you know, I would get home from school. It would be, like, 3.30, and I'd be like, well, I got you know, seven hours to spend right now before yeah. I go to sleep. Um, and so I would just, I'd walk for two, you know, just wander around. Um, Let's see and, what you get into. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I love the, um, like you say, you love the, the beach. I love the, like, concrete, uh, specifically, like, the places where the sidewalk cracks because there's roots of the trees going oh, under it. Okay. Like, that, that kind of vibe that you get walking around this neighborhood, like, is what always uh influenced like the sound i i tried to be like it, it's that it's something that to me is particularly californian okay. you know I feel, I feel um, that. Oh, yeah. like this is a place where trees tear up the sidewalk because like it's such a lush place despite it being a desert and a city like there it's all of the things crammed into in one, one space yeah <laughs> it's just like that uh that tupac book uh the rose that grew from the concrete yeah yeah like, that's uh, exactly it yeah. Um, yeah it's just enough uh, it's it's just enough brokenness for me to like it you know it's it's go. it's something man-made that can't can't get away from the fact that there's something underneath it, you know. Yes, the nature, um, nature's powerful. Mother Nature. Yeah. <laughs> Mother. So the uh, the beach. I, how do you feel about the mountains? Are you a mountain person? Oh, too? mountains. Yeah, mountains are dope, bro. Yeah. yeah, I like you know like um, we went hiking up uh, Mount Baldy. I think it is. Oh yeah. Yeah, like that's beautiful, bro. Like just doing little hikes like that. You know, and stuff. it's snowing. It, oh, I guess you guys are from La Habra, right? That's kind of up that yeah, direction. Yeah, it's going that way. It's um, snowing at like the foothills right now. Oh, bro, yeah, I was tripping on that. I got friends out there. They're yeah. like Snapchatting me. They're like, dude, oh, it's snowing out here. Like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, I, I saw some pictures from, uh, where is that? Redlands, maybe? Um, but yeah, right north of the 210, like right off the 210, I'm getting pictures of snow. snow like, yeah. that is wild. That is the desert right there. Honestly, like, and it's fucking snowing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I saw a recent picture of uh, snow in the where the Hollywood sign was. Oh, like, really? Right behind the Hollywood sign, it's like covered in snow. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. I think like Fox 11 covered it or something. That's, I was tripping. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah, it's been a particularly cold winter. Yeah, I feel like uh, I've been I've been waiting for it to stop. I can't stand can't it. Stand the cold. <laughs> no, like I like it. Like I, I got snowboard pass this 
winter, so yeah. I've been up there a couple times. I'm fine with it being cold when I go up snowboarding. When I'm here and like I'm working during the day, I hate it. I wear like two jackets. I had two jackets on earlier today. Like, oh I'm, really? <laughs> I, I can't stand the cold. My fingers get cold. Bro, you know? I, I feel that, dude. Yeah. I ra- to me, I'd rather be. Yeah, hot. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, right. With hot, at least you can try to cool yourself down with some cold waters. Yeah, you can. You can wear less clothes. Like if you're walking around in shorts and a t-shirt in California, it's almost always all right. You yeah. Know, even at its hottest, it's like there's always a breeze at least. Or you can go to the beach where there's always a breeze and yeah, and cool get that nice, the cool breeze. Yeah, um, bro. Like I trip out on people on like the East Coast because I had a friend that moved out of Boston recently. Yeah. And he's like, bro, it's like negative like three out here. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I, I don't know how know. people survive. Like, yeah, dude. Like, there's like, a whole different world out there. They gotta die all the time, I would imagine. Right? Uh, he, he told me like, it, it's to the point where if you take off your glove, you can get like frostbite. I'm yeah. like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what is, uh, what has been a major moment in your music career that has major like moment. kept you going? What's, what's been oh, a bro. moment that's like, this this is it right here. This happened, and it was wild, and that's that's why I keep doing this for moments like that. Dude, honestly, recently, just happened recently, probably like uh, my two shows ago. I did two shows, maybe like, probably like three days ago. Mm-hmm. And at one of the shows, this... Uh, He's like a he's like a really like he's like a real good family friend and usually family friends are hard to get to because they don't yeah. really support your music as mm-hmm. much right, so he came up to me, and he was just like bro there's a line that you said on this song called it's called unlock, mm-hmm. I say uh, what does life really mean a good wife a great kids a family that's loving, mm-hmm. and when I said that bro he like he looked at me and like a little watered up tears and he was like bro like I really feel your music dude keep doing you like. You you really like I like I understand what you're saying like I yeah. know where you're coming from like it really touched them bro and it was really like emotional and I was like damn like that's what I always wanted bro to like touch somebody's life and let them know that hey you're not alone I go through this feeling like I feel that way like you know so to him to really do that and him be like a person that's like in the circle but doesn't really support but then actually started supporting and was like hell yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy to see him make that switch, you know, and it just really inspired me, bro. Do you think that that is um, your purpose in making music? Your goal is to make stuff that people relate to. Is that that's yeah. the key focus? Right yeah, there? bro. I love. I want to change people's lives. I want them to let them know that yo, I go through this shit too, bro. You're not mm-hmm. the only one. I want them to let them know that we can make it through, dude. Because like you know, I deal with my own shit too. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the perfect person. You know, like I got my problems. We all got our problems. Why? Why do you? Why do you want that to be the goal? How? How's that? Um, is there any? I mean, were there uh, moments in your life where you felt alone, and the music is what uh, made you made you feel oh, heard, yes. made you relate to something? Most definitely, bro. Uh, Kid Cudi. Yeah. Kid Cudi. Like, okay, so Dr. Dre, Eminem, yeah, hard rap, fucking gangster, yeah. you know, like that. Like, don't show our feelings. Like, you know, we don't feel like this. And then I started listening to an artist named Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. And him was like, yo, like, I feel this way. Like, you know, I got 99 problems and they're all bitches. Like, yeah. you know, like, I was like, bro, like, he really, he really gets me. Like, that song Solo Dolo, dude, yeah. on the first Man on the Moon. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like, so, like, sewing through my mind or selling through my mind and, like, doing all that, dude. I was like, wow, like, that's so true because I feel that way, you know? What do you think that is? Like, that that makes sense, right? Like, we, we listen to Kid Cudi, we relate to it, we feel drawn to it. What do you think it is with music that is 
the Dr. Dre and Eminem where it's like, no, I don't feel nothing. Like, why are, why are we drawn to that music? Why do we want to? Because, like, I feel like it's because we try to hide away those feelings, you know? Yeah. We don't want them to show. We just want to keep them back there and let them be back there. Because, like, let's say, like, the last generation, like, my dad's generation, mm. you know, he's, like, he was taught his whole life to hold it in. You know, guys don't cry. We don't do that. Like, no, nah, we're, we're, we're men. Like, we, we're, we'll get through it, you know? Yeah. And then, like, the next generation is like, damn, dude, like, these kids are popping pills. They're getting cyber-bullied, bullied. They can't handle it no more. You know, mm-hmm. they're committing suicide. It's sad, bro. And I was just like, nah, like, I want to be, like, like this, the artist that saved me, like, Kid Cudi. I want to mm-hmm. do the exact same thing and let people know, hey, I feel that way, too. But, look, I'm still here. You know, I'm still going through it. Yeah, there's... um. I guess there's got to be an element of power, right, with the with the Dre and the Eminem style stuff, where like us as listeners, we're like, we want to feel powerful, like, yeah, we, powerful, it, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> though I think that I think that a lot of music like that gets this bad rap because um, like people think of it as glorifying the things that it talks about, right? Mm. Um, but I think that there's a, a satire element to like even like the the ones I think of particularly are like um, the new, like what people call mumble raps, like the little pumps and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like people think, oh, it's dumb music about partying and stuff, mm-hmm. right? Where I think that it's kind of making fun of dumb rap about partying. Like, <laughs> I, I think there's a layer that. of like self awareness to it. Like they make this music that is dumb rap about partying but they're saying like yeah i know it's dumb rap about partying that's what makes it fun that's what makes it yeah you know that's what makes the song like we're I'm, yeah we're dumb and we're partying but we're having a good time so right. are we really that dumb like there's an element to that um and i think that a lot of um uh, i mean eminem clearly there's a lot of that like a satire in it where like oh, yeah. he's making this angry violent music where like it's so angry and so violent you kind of get that it's a joke you yeah. know like it's it's crossed the line where it's doubled back into being like oh clearly he's not pro violence because he's not you know getting smashed by an anvil like the wily e. coyote and that's yeah. how he's presenting this in his music like that's oh he's getting smashed like an anvil you know yeah that's so true and then they get so used to that type of like eminem that when he goes and does something called like revival, yeah. he gets shitted on for it, you know? Yeah. And he's just like talking about mental health and what he's going through and everyone was like, nah, we want the old Eminem, like mm-hmm. bring back the blonde Slim Shady. Yeah, did, <laughs> I never listened to revival. Revival, did never? You, did you? I, I did, I, I listened to everything that Eminem puts out, yeah. just to listen to it. And I can see where some people are coming from, like, you know, it takes a while to get used to it. They got like pop artists on there, like they yeah. have like Kalani and like some other female like Ed artists. Sheeran, Ed yeah, Sheeran's Ed Sheeran on it, right? too, yeah. And, and Beyonce is on it too and honestly if like if you really like listen to like Eminem's lyrics I think because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a lyric person yeah so like I love listening to lyrics so like that's what I really like connected with is what he was saying yeah and more people are like talking about like all his beats were off or like you know his flow's kind of weird or anything but mm-hmm. not to me it was like the lyrics dude yeah I tend <laughs> to be I tend to be behind on everything um, and so during that revival era I haven't heard anything by Eminem really except for kamikaze in like the past 10 years like (laughs) after revival didn't really hear anything until kamikaze um yeah i it took me a long time to get into um j cole like i back right before i released my last ep i had talked to some people um 
during the time the middle child came out. Oh, middle child. And I told them, like, I had fallen into the Nas trap with J. Cole, because the first track I had heard from him was, um, was Work Out. Oh, work out. And so I was like, yeah, I don't, why, why should I bother listening to this guy? He's just one of them radio rappers. Radio rappers, yeah. And then, like, after Middle Child came out, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. Yeah. And then had to go back to his whole discography and be like, whoa, why have I been missing out like, on this I for years? on this. Yeah. Bro, honestly, uh, kind of the same thing with me, but uh, it, it didn't take till Middle Child to, like, start no. listening to him. I think I started listening to him, like, after Forest Hill Drive. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was because like I had an ex, and she used to tell me like, "Yo, Mac Miller, J Cole, like you know." And I was so close-minded. Yeah. I was just listening to my Eminem, Dr. Dre's, like Nas. Yeah. Like, you know, I was I was close-minded <laughs> about Mac Miller too. Yeah, like, I was I, close-minded bro. again because like his early stuff, like he was uh, like party a college party rapper, and I yeah. was like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't need another Asher Roth." Uh, yeah, I Asher think Roth. I got him confused for a long time, <laughs> and then like after after Swimming came out, I was like, "All right, I'll give him." give him a chance why not um yeah i was i was stuck in that closed-minded stay for a long time um and once i started listening to more like hit hip-hop the kind that's like top of the charts hip-hop i was like oh there's actually a lot of gems in here that i had missed out on most definitely Uh, it's like damn i slept on all this like what the hell i I had friends when uh mad city good kid mad city came out where like i had heard swimming pools on the radio and was like all right it's it's fine it's whatever and i had friends who told me like no you you have to listen to the album album. it's a good album i was like ah whatever um and then when i finally did i was like oh Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I didn't really get into Kendrick until uh, To Pimp a Butterfly because um, I heard All Right on the radio and I was like, oh, this is, not, oh this is not a radio song right here. I don't know how <laughs> it got onto the radio, but this is yeah. not what radio music sounds like. Oh, yeah. Um, back when radio used to exist. Have you ever listened to a radio in the past, like, what, 10 years? Yeah, it's been a while since I listened to radio. It's mostly just aux cord. Yeah, right? <laughs> just aux cord, Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. But sometimes, like, I, like when I'm driving to work, it's, like, early in the morning, so, like, uh, phone taps will come on, big boy. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that fool's still doing that shit? Like, that's yeah. crazy, where he's just, like, prank calling people on the radio. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I went back and listened to that. And then I think after that, after I heard that uh, little, that little prank call, I started listening to the radio the rest of the day for that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, like, reeled me in, dude, because I was, like, when I was a kid, I used to listen to the phone taps with my dad going to school and shit. Yeah. So it just, you know, it brought up that memory, and it, I just kept it on the radio. Yeah, I enjoy, like, on. early morning talk radio. That's fun. Yeah, I used to listen hilarious. to the Heidi and Frank show on my oh, way to work. Oh, me too. I listen yeah. to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, man, I had a thought. Oh, yeah, so modern artists... Do you know anyone who's, like, top of the charts right now? Anybody you're listening to that's, like, uh, these people are uh, blowing up right now? Um, Because I I don't. I'm I'm wondering what the modern, uh, I wonder who's, like, the big name right now. Besides Hmm. the obvious ones. Like, I mean, Drake is going to be on the top of the charts until he dies. Um, Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Um, But I don't know who else... um, I mean, the baby has kind of fallen off in the past couple of years. Oh, right? He's no one listening to him anymore. Is JID on the come up? Is that dude, who? JID Earth Gang? Dreamville got a nice lineup, bro. I yeah, listen right? to all of them. 
uh, Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. I listen to Boss. Uh, oh yeah, Boss. His um, his album with Dopamine and Methylamine. Uh, that that's dude, a great yeah, album. A great album. Yeah, bro. Yes. I, I, I could listen to that all day. Yeah, they're doing good. Uh, and then also on TD, there's like Isaiah Rashad. Absol yeah. just dropped the project. That project mm-hmm. was really good. And then uh, of course you got like what else? Uh, yeah, I've been listening to uh, Vince Staples oh, this dude, past yes. week. Vince Staples hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever seen those. Um, Hip hop madness videos on YouTube. Hip hop madness. Yeah, they're like video essays about various hip hop topics. Um, and I don't know if it was one of that specific channel, but I saw one on Vince Staples about like his absolute like not caring about things. Yeah. And like, it's it's super dark the things that like he talks about and stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, and it's like yeah, you know we we kill people. That's what we do, and our music promotes that. And like. But what am I going to do? Like, this is my way to get out. Like, I'm selling these kids out by making music like this. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah. And it's it's some it's some great stuff. And that's it made me want to listen to his music more. Because um, I had heard Ramona Park a bunch. Like, Ramona Park. The Ramona Park oh, album okay, yeah. great. Um, For real. And so I'd listened to the Ramona Park Part 2 this week. And was like, okay, yeah. It's fantastic stuff still. It, yeah. I love... I love... Um, violent music that is guiltless in its in oh, its guiltless. violence okay um that just goes all the way i i think like anytime somebody does something be proud of it you did it all you right <laughs> you um, put something out you put something out in the yeah, world if it's not if if you're not proud of it stop doing it but if there's if you're gonna do something if you're like i'm gonna keep living this way ah you might as well get into it right <laughs> yeah um, i see it yeah so what is um so you got an album you're gonna be working on it's gonna be coming out in may or june yes sir uh you got any more music videos uh coming out uh, i just dropped a music video with uh, bravo fight 62 it's mm-hmm. called no limit it's out on youtube uh we actually got a helicopter in that one. Oh, nice yeah we uh traveled out to las vegas to do a show and uh he we brought our uh, video photographer his name is pyro mm-hmm. and uh he basically just did the whole video for us he came yeah. with us we, uh bravo knew some people at this old job he used to do uh he used to like uh do like tours of the grand canyon and he he knew people that uh drove or flew these helicopters mm-hmm. and uh drove these boats inside the grand canyon like there's a lake in there so they're they're driving in there and uh he got he got the hookup and he we did everything for free it was insane i wish i could shout out that uh that company but i don't remember the name of it yeah so i apologize but yeah shout out to them they really let us do that they let us shoot in the helicopter and they let us shoot inside the grand canyon on the boat so that was amazing that's pretty cool so you you said it it was is the grand canyon near las vegas uh it's like in the border of like arizona and nevada Nevada. yeah okay it's like in the border yeah have had you ever been there before or was that your first time seeing it uh, no i've been there before uh maybe like two years ago i did a road trip on my own because i i I usually could do road trips i like to do that yeah i did the route 66 trip because i thought i got fired from work because like a whole incident went down with some edibles because I worked for a weed company and the whole incident went down with some edibles and like some somebody took them, fell asleep, I got blamed, whatever. But I thought I was fired. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go on a road trip. You know, I'm going to do yeah. Route 66. Like, you know, I'll be back. So I made it all the way to New Mexico 
And my job calls me and like, yo, we need you back at work on Monday. And it was mm-hmm. Saturday, bro. I'm in New Mexico. I just drove all the way out there. So I was like, all right, I'll be there. So I stayed at New Mexico what, Saturday. 20 hour, yeah, 20 hour drive 20, and back. And I drove back. But yeah. on my way back, I stopped at uh, the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I went through Sedona. I checked out Sedona. And then I went to the Grand Canyon because I was like, I wonder if I can make the Grand Canyon before the sunset. Mm-hmm. And I did, bro. I, I had to pay 20 bucks to get in, but I was like, fuck, it's worth it. So since being <laughs> up top and riding the boats down, which is the better view? Is it looking down it or uh, looking up? Bro, it's, it? honestly, the view is, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, either way. But when I went, when I saw it from up top, it was, like, it's huge, bro. That it's sounds like, terrifying to me. Dude, if you look down, if you're afraid of heights, you'll be like, shit yeah <laughs> whenever like i i used to um drive a lot for work and i'd park in these parking garages and like some of them you know they have the elevator that kind of is like on the edge and it, there's glass all the oh, way and you can see uh, yeah and like looking down i could feel it in my feet like the the fear of the heights you yeah. know um yeah i not not good around heights so like, no. <laughs> I, I imagine that is terrifying oh uh, yeah if you're scared of heights most definitely bro like me i for some reason i'm not really scared of heights yeah. like you know i've never been scared of heights like but recently i just got over my fear of fucking going on a, an airplane dude oh yeah yeah because i was always like i was scared of being so high up dude yeah. like you know just like anything could happen up there so i finally got over that fear but one thing i don't like and I don't care. It's roller coasters. Oh yeah, I don't like that feeling, bro. It's just I don't know. It's me personally. Yeah, but. I used to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the ones that slowly go upside down. Oh, like if it's sure. going fast and I feel stuck to my seat, that's fine. Yeah. But there's there's some rides that like slowly put you upside down, and I'm like, no, I don't want to spend any no. amount of time <laughs> just sitting there upside down. Yeah. Bro. I don't want to hold myself by the shoulders. You know, I'd rather I want all the weight down oh, here. Like I want to be make sure I'm. Good. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I could do like probably those roller coasters that go fast, but the loops. Oh hell no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh hell. Cool. No. Uh, what's um, what's some advice to that you can give to um, younger artists who are starting out uh, making music and they want uh, to know what to do? Um, I would tell them, just be you. Don't you got a vision? Don't let anybody block it. Just keep doing what you're doing, and eventually you'll get there. Stay consistent. Be very humble with your work and just be very um, yourself, basically, you know, because okay. you're going to make what you want and don't let nobody j- judge you off it because yeah. that makes you the person you are. So just keep doing it. If it, it makes you happy, it makes you happy, you know, and that's the one thing that we're trying to do out here because every artist out here is not happy. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> yeah. We're all dealing with our problems out here. And it may be you, you know, Instagram, the life and everything, how beautiful we portray Instagram to be. Now nah, we're all dealing with our shit out here. Yeah. I, like, I think one of the main things, music-wise, how to get better at making music, just make it over and over and over again. Get 100 songs, and then, then you, you'll be good. You know? Yeah, most definitely. Just yeah. stay consistent with it. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's an old uh, Bruce Lee quote, I think he said. Oh, Bruce that, Lee. Um, I don't fear the man who knows a thousand kicks. I fear the man who practiced one kick a thousand times. Oh. Um, and I, I think that, you know, making music, like, what's what's the main thing you're trying to do? Are you trying to be a rapper? All right, do it a hundred times. And then, then start to expand from there. Get that bass down there. 
Um, because once you get it, then you'll have a lot more freedom yeah. and other stuff. Like once you get good at it, people will ask you for features. You don't have to like try to network as much because people will come to you if you're an expert at one thing. You That's know. That's true. Um, yeah. So that, and then expand from there because like once you once you get that base, you can start. All right, now I make videos. Like I'll learn that process, and you do that a hundred times, and now all right, expand to someplace else. There you you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a uh, that's a good pathway to take. Yeah, most definitely. That. Master one thing before you start expanding to other things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, sure. So w- we've reached the end of the podcast. This is a time I give my guests to uh, shout out anybody that needs to get more attention. Any uh, other rappers? Any. Um, uh, any other artists, any rappers, any um, business owners, any visual artists, any, um, you know, whatever else, TV shows, I don't know. All right. Any, anything. Uh, I would like to shout out a couple rappers. I w- they go by Jesus, the three before the E. I want to shout out Bravo562. I want to shout out Ray Guns, Average Joe, Prophecy. I want to shout out No Limit Kid. I want to shout out Noah James. And I also want to shout out Pyro. He's the director of the music videos we've been doing. He's very good at it. You should hit him up. And I also want to hit up or shout out uh, the Getty Boys. Shout out to the Getty Boys in Long Beach. They're out there making moves too. And I'm also part. I'm actually a part of their crew too. I rap with them. Yeah, oh, yeah. a group from Long Beach. They go by the Getty Boys. Check them out. They make great music. And uh, yeah, that's about it, bro. Okay. Any yeah. upcoming shows that you have? Oh, I got. A, I'm gonna do a show at Audio Dope. Uh, March 24th uh, yeah come right. on through it starts at 8 uh, I really appreciate you guys if you be there you know if you want to come okay. out too bro it's going to be in Ontario at the Firewater Bar okay. the venue right on um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to a rapper called Anthony the Sanguine Gray I don't know if he's doing st- a lot these days I remember seeing him in like 2020 um, but uh, we were talking about Boz earlier and it reminded me of him because he's kind of got a similar uh, sound like that half rap, half singing chorus but with like straight up rap verses. He's good. Um, with that, that is the end of this episode. So thank you so much. Thank you so for much for having us. Yeah, and anytime. Bad records. Right. Everybody else, <laughs> uh, have a great night. That's the end. So see you guys around. Have a good one.